Hey there, friends and fans of Flight Chariots The Rise. I am your host, Daniel, and today I'm delving into the mysterious world of cryptids and beyond. Unfortunately, my co-host and good friend Dustin is hard at work today, but the adventure continues, friends. Join me and today's guest, Bob Dahl, on a journey into the uncharted territories of the unknown. Bob, initially drawn to Bigfoot encounters through captivating stories, transformed his curiosity into an unshakable connection to the cryptid realm. He not only explores the elusive Bigfoot, but delves into the unknown. Fascinated by other cryptids, UFOs and everything strange. His curiosity led to the creation of his very own podcast, where he unraveled the mysteries that kept us wide-eyed and intrigued. So guys, grab your favorite beverage and follow us into a realm of cryptids and high strangeness. And don't forget to subscribe for weekly adventures and discussions that will keep you questioning the mysteries that surround us. With me is Bob from the Caffeinated Cryptid Podcast. And I was looking for people who have experiences with the paranormal or with UFOs and other phenomena or anomalies. And uh, you got in touch quickly, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to tell me. But first, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, who you are and what you do, Bob. Oh, yeah. I go by my moniker is Bobby Dizzle, which you don't have to call me that. But it just happened to be uh, when I was trying to find an Instagram handle a long time ago. It was the only thing that would go through. And so I just took it. I'm, oh, maybe I'm supposed to be called that. And so I started I started um, liking podcasts like in 2015, 2016. And so I'm going to start my own. I started researching and researching and finally buying all the equipment. And here I am. And like I t told you earlier, I niched down from everything the in the in my mom's basement style podcast. And now I'm just doing it's I think it's 70, 30, 80, 20 Bigfoot. It seems like people respond to I put something with Bigfoot out there. Thousand views. I put something with a ghost on there, maybe 100, even though I even though I have to do I have to do UFO and ghost to cleanse my palate a little bit. Because I'll start going through like an existential crisis if all I talk about is Bigfoot for weeks at a time. And I started out just liking to hear stories. I want I I had I told you about my friend Randy who was who lived in Germany, stationed there. Um, I had him on. All we talked about was Germany. And then I had World War II veterans on. I've had uh, stand-up comedians, moderately famous ones too. I mean, they're doing well. One of them's been on Amazon, and the other one's on Spotify a lot. But you know, those didn't get a response, and so I niched down to. You know, just the mostly Bigfoot stuff because it's uh, I could talk about it all the time and I don't know why. I don't know why it interests me so much. I read a book in fifth grade that had a story on it, and that's when it started. And I don't know why it just took like, what am I supposed to do? I mean, I've even got a hat. Some I didn't even buy this hat. Somebody gave it to me. I, <laughs> whatever. That's just what I am. I'm just a I'm a Bigfoot dude now, I guess. But yeah, I just like doing a podcast. I do one every week. Sometimes I record three times a week. Just kind of I'm trying to make it my career by researching everything, and one day. After I get this up, you know, 10,000, 100,000, I sell that to make my own little ad agency. Mm -hmm. But yeah. for right now, I'll hang out in the woods with some crazy folks and talk about it. That's that's what I like to do. I, I, I was always an outdoorsman, so this is really conducive. Yeah. Yeah. 
I love uh, talking about Bigfoot too, especially since mm. we don't have Bigfoot encounters here in Germany, uh, unfortunately. I'm shocked you don't. No, we don't. We don't, man. We don't. There are people who say that they've seen some crazy creatures, but I don't think we have Bigfoot over here. I've seen you are connected uh, with many people that I also know pretty well. Mm -hmm. Preston Dennett, who does great work when it comes to um, UFOs and abduction cases, yeah. or Kelvin Parker, who unfortunately passed away. R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, he was from Mississippi. Yes, man. Um, yeah, he passed away recently. I had the honor of doing an interview with him. No, I think a year ago we talked about the Pascagoula case. He told me everything that was so cool, mm -hmm. man. And um, you're also um, friends with Paul H. Smith, um, who worked in mm -hmm. the US government's remote viewing program for several years. Mm -hmm. It's also very interesting. Remote viewing is also a very interesting topic. So, fun I fact, fun fact, my friend Randy, who I've talked about three times now, is his nephew. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, by That's marriage, awesome. but. You know, he was on the Joe Rogan Experience uh, documentary about 10 years ago. Not the podcast, but he had a docuseries. Yeah. And that's how, that's how I've come to know him. And I just reached out. I was like, hey, your nephew Randy told me. And he's like, yeah, he came on. That dude was friendly as, oh, my gosh. I was like, you don't know me, man. You're famous. He's just talking to him. He's like, let me get your name. We got to ask. I got to ask somebody something. Like, I was like a reference for him somewhere else. And, All right. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a great dude. Paul H. Smith is a saint. I, I didn't expect him to be so open. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, he's a. I think he's a nice guy. Yeah, I also know somebody who knows him pretty well, and um, I'm looking forward for an interview with him. Mm -hmm. Before we started, you asked me if we were talking about aliens or Bigfoot. So I, uh, but I guess um, I think we could, talk, we could talk about Harry Potter for all that matters. Talk about Harry Potter too. <laughs> no, no. I I guess we're talking about Bigfoot for a while here. So you're into Bigfoot research too. You're not only interested in hearing stories, but you're also mm -hmm. And you started with uh, listening to Bigfoot stories, but you're into research too. So tell me a little bit about uh, what you do. Well, the the research, I've only been on one expedition. It was a, it was a three day long. Uh, it was with some moderately famous people who are, who've been on, who were, you probably, you probably heard of. You heard of Jessica Jones, the cryptid huntress. Yes. She was on a podcast. She was, yeah. She was there. We took a, we, her and I and a couple other guys did like a scouting thing that day. She was on the trip. Uh, there was uh, a couple other ones. Um, I don't know. I know I can bring up Jessica because she we talked about it on the internet. But it was a clandestine kind of. They have you know they're really careful with the research areas, and I was really impressed with that. Like I was I was shooting a video, and she's like, "This is funny," and I hope Jessica. I hope she's still not mad at me about it because I didn't. It wasn't live, but I was going to post it. She goes, "We can't post stuff about where we research." I'm like, "Oh, I need to think about that." Like I was about to put the whole hike on the internet just cause I was just there. I thought they understood I was a social media guy and I was like, but I'm glad, I'm glad she caught me before I did it, but it was great. And I went on their little scouting expedition for their, uh, their run that night to do the night vision and everything. And they had some interesting evidence afterwards. We talked on the internet, but that, that was one. And then I've since went to a couple of places who don't have, you know, reports there or anything, but just look for sign that you hear about. And so I'm interested in seeing, because there's a couple BFO or BFRO reports where I'm at. I'm going to go places near that and see if there was any kind of you know sign that's not just regular run of the mill trees falling and see what see what that's about. So I'm getting into it. I'm, I've been to a convention. I've been to. I met a bunch of people. Talked to a bunch of people. I think I'm going to start going out and doing little mini docs on places near BFRO reports to see what that see if uh is what what the potential is like if if they do. 
disappear somehow and can just appear in certain areas and they're not just a hidden monkey. Like maybe there's a possibility they're in places that aren't as remote as one might think they would be. What do you think Bigfoots are? Some people say there could be multidimensional beings or even aliens or some others say, um, yeah, they're cryptids like mm -hmm. maybe apes or some kind of bears. What do you think they are? I don't think they're a lost primate. I don't think they're just hidden. I think they're a uh, humanoid of some sort. You know, everybody says they look like their uncle kind of thing. They look too human. And, but I do think they have some kind of power. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's supernatural or maybe just an evolved sense. Maybe they are a hidden ape that can do stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't think they are just a mountain gorilla we haven't found. Yes. I do, I, or when I ask people who actually have been in the ground, on the ground, in the ground, you know, I, when I ask people that have been on the ground with them, they'll say, we didn't start out believing in the woo, but we see things and it is what it is. It was basically like that. Like we're not saying they do this, but how do you explain what I just saw? Like I saw it do that. You know, they did. I've seen, heard old men tell me just like, yeah, they disappeared in front of me and I saw one cloaking like the predator and appear out of a portal. And these people don't have any reason to lie. I mean, what are, they're not, they're not going on TV shows and not trying to sell t-shirts or anything, but that's just what happens to them. So I think that they, they're a humanoid ape like maybe that they are flesh and blood when they're here, but they have some kind of ability. I don't know what kind of ability <laughs> they've got something. They can use something. They can disappear. They can get into your mind. Infrasound mess with electronics. That's a big thing. Almost the biggest thing, I think. Oh, tell me more about that. What do you mean when you say mess with electronics? You know, the, the blob squatches, people try to take video of them mm -hmm. and it just, their game cameras mess up. They get like a picture of a hand on a game camera. They'll uh, mess my video up. They'll, they'll, you take a video, you take a picture of one and it's just nothing's there. It, I've even had heard uh, people tell me that they had a picture of one on their cell phone and it was gone when they got home. Just, just that kind of thing. Like their, their phone will mess up, go dead, come back, pictures, pictures gone. And so there's something to the joke like, is Bigfoot blurry? I think he could do something to make himself blurry. I don't know what. They could just have electromagnetic energy that naturally does that. Yeah, it's the same with, sometimes it's the same with uh, UFO pictures or ghost mm -hmm. pictures. It's it's the same. So this is why I think everything is connected to each yeah, other. Same energy. Yeah, same energy. Um, some theories suggest that Bigfoot, Bigfoot uh, could potentially move between, let's say, dimensions or mm -hmm. many people call it portals. I love uh, mm -hmm. stories about portals. Um, explaining their elusive nature. Some theories say that specific locations associated um, with levels of natural energy mm -hmm. could serve as portals. These energy vortexes might allow Bigfoots to move yeah, in and out of our mm -hmm. uh, dimensional reality. I think that's an interesting... I mean, it's it's crazy. It's weird. But it's a, a, a cool uh, theory, I think. Mm -hmm. I think it explains it more than the fact that we just haven't found them and they might live in a cave. If you, want my, I, I, if you want my honest opinion on it, I think the only reason we don't know more about it is because a university can't put a billion dollars toward that project. Yeah. And nobody can get a grant. It's just people who are on the fringe, like me or like the guys I've met in North Georgia. You know, they got regular jobs and they do this on the side. So they don't have like millions of dollars of funding. But you see what's happening with the History Channel, Skinwalker Ranch. They're getting the funding to do that stuff and they're finding this stuff. 
but they're not applying it. They're applying it to skinwalkers, which is, I think it's similar. I think it's going to be some adjacent uh, data. Yeah. I think whatever they find out at Skinwalker Ranch can probably be dragged and dropped over to the Bigfoot and UFO and ghost camp as well. Do you really think that Bigfoot research should be funded? Like the like the UFO stuff over there, mm -hmm. where you at in, in, in the States, um, UFO topic is blowing off uh, recently since oh, yeah. Rush came out with his with his story, which is uh, very interesting and also weird. But they should do the same with with the Bigfoot research. I think if they, I think they should honestly. I mean, I don't know when I ask myself why I care about Bigfoot. I don't know why I care. That's what's weird. It's like I'm being made to care. I don't know what it benefit it would get us if we knew about it, other than the fact that it's really really interesting. <laughs> But I do think it should be pursued. I think there's something there. I mean, we we spend all this money to find out about pandas and red pandas and that the Tasmanian tiger. I mean, and they sent Willem Dafoe after him back in the day. And uh, that's a movie joke. Hardly, not many people get, but it's funny, the ones that did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Willem Dafoe movie when he tracked down the Tasmanian tiger and shot it. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I think it if it's out there, it would lead to something else. But maybe we as a species aren't supposed to hear it, aren't supposed to know it. Kind of yeah. like maybe that maybe there are some kind of watchers or angels. I don't, I don't, I just, I think they should explore it. I don't think it would take much to find anything either because people just find it by accident. I think if you tried and did the, the woo-woo investigations, for lack of a better term, I think something would come up pretty quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that if they are reality, if there are Bigfoots, I think uh, it could be very important to find mm -hmm. out that they are real because if they are here, I think they are in some way are a part of us, part of, of what we are. I don't know. Even if they are some kind of aliens or multidimensional beings, mm -hmm. it's even more important to find out what they are and where they're from or do they belong here. It's um, even some people, some people that had a, a high strangeness encounter, let's put it this way. Some mm -hmm. people that had a high strangeness encounter such as UFOs, Bigfoot or the paranormal or some other anomaly, they went through a spiritual or physiological change after that. So, mm -hmm. I find that very interesting too. People are completely also, changed. Also, there's a uh, certain amount of people who only start seeing them after they get uh, near-death experiences. I've noticed that people who uh, have near-death experiences come back and they start seeing a lot of Bigfoot and have a lot of ghost experiences. I don't see. I don't know who you know, so I might be talking about people you've met. Mike uh, Colantonio, Long Island Bigfoot. He had one. He got hit by uh, an IED in Iraq. Had a uh, traumatic brain injury. And he came back and just experiences Bigfoot left and right. And he's on Long Island. <clears throat> he's in New York. Oh wow. Just in kind of like kind of places I was talking about that aren't widespread wilderness expanses. They got like a you know, hundred acres here, hundred acres there in between neighborhoods. Do you know stories about people who found evidence of Bigfoot? I'm interested in how they might live or how they mm -hmm. get rid of their you know. I, the I, bodies. You're about to say the bodies. I, yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it, I, it's a standard thing. I know it's a standard question, but people think about that. Of course, it's natural mm -hmm. to 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 have the question in mind. Where where the dead bodies? Where the bones? Even the, do they where bury are, where them? Where are or... the bodies? Yeah, <laughs> no one knows. It they it has to have something to do with that uh, fourth dimension thing, man. That, that maybe they force ghost, force ghost. 
like Obi-Wan Kenobi. You strike him down, all of a sudden he just disappears. Or maybe that maybe that suit is uh kind of like a video game avatar when they come over here and they're in our world, they're like Grand Theft Auto, they're a person there. But when they come back out, and if they die here, they just disappear. It could it could yeah. be that. I don't know. Anything's anything's on the table, and I get really mad and people say, Well, that's stupid. I'm like, well, there's no evidence otherwise. I mean, everything's just everything's the same common denominator. Every hypothesis is the same has the same weight, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You're starting from the finish line. You don't know what's going to be the end result. End result, or starting from the starting line. You don't know what the end result is. So how can you say? What do you know about um, Bigfoot communication? You know they do uh, tree knocks and a lot of whoops. Yeah. It and they uh, imitate owls and song words a lot. They they'll mess up something and they'll sound like a stupid owl, like, whoo, whoo, whoo. like a monkey trying to do an owl kind of thing. There's a phenomenon called the bionic bionic bird that they'll do and it sounds like an electric bird oh and you'll hear it and you're like i hear that all the time and i had a recording of it my friend glenn jackson used to be a researcher he still is but he had a recording of it from a place and he said he cornered one behind some brush and it was throwing all the bionic birds out it could and then he turned around and he heard it take off through the woods and they went back there and found like footprints and stuff do you still have any doubt that bigfoot exists i'd be dumb if i didn't but it's fleeting more and more by the day. Hmm. I mean, just people you talk to, they're not lying. The people I've talked to aren't lying about it. The, the, the benchmark cases in my head, the Randy Bauer from black duck, Minnesota and David Parker from Missouri with his, with his cast and his rocks and his hair. And his and people that say like, well, I saw him, they crossed the road or one guy said he saw one kill a deer with its hands. Just snap no. it like a chicken neck. Yeah. And he's not lying about it. He told it like he told it like I was sitting here talking to you, Jonathan Wadsworth. He's got a good one, Vermont or New Hampshire. Yeah, said it happened in 1982. It's just a lot of and one of my best friends that I've met since doing this, named Roger Williams. He's uh from South Tennessee. He's just up the road here a little bit. He said he said he was in a place and he said something made him stop walking and telepathically made him agree to leave before he could he could move again. Like seized his body up, couldn't do anything. And Rod, I know Roger. He's not, he's he's not crazy. He's just a regular dude. He drives he drives public transit. He's just a regular person. A lot of times when I hear Bigfoot stories, people tell me that they have seen orbs too. That's mm -hmm. very interesting. That. Yeah, you know stories about that too. Um, mm -hmm. some people see orbs like orbs of different colors like green orbs blue orbs gray blue. orbs uh, uh, yellow orbs i don't know what these colors could mean but people see them and people see orbs and then suddenly bigfoot appears or disappears so mm -hmm. these orbs and this is i know it sounds science fiction-esque but these orbs could be some kind of transportation maybe mm -hmm. i think it's a little vehicle of some sort yeah I think it's how they how they move around because you see ghosts do it too. Ghosts will appear in an orb and all of a sudden. Pfft. My favorite one is I always go back to Randy in Minnesota. He's one of my he was one of my first guests that I had that just like threw me for a loop. Went from wanting to hear stories to actually see him in person like instantly. And he saw a door open in the forest, you know, like a square elevator door, and something that looked like the Aurora Borealis coming out of it. Then there was two orbs floated out about the size of a basketball. He said. And then they, then he heard, started hearing leaves crunching, like something was walking, and they materialized into a Bigfoot. Mm. The two orbs did. And he saw him walk over to a gifting rock, pick something up, 
our gifting area, walk back toward the elevator doors, the doorway portal, and turn back into orbs and float away. And he's got two or three people that saw it, or I think just one other person. Mm. I've talked to both of them, and I talked to Randy a lot. He's um, if he's lying, he's they're coaching him. Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's got his ear. He's also got. He also sent me a picture, and I don't know if I still have it. I don't know if I can share it on here. Um, beyond physical evidence, have you heard about any consistent, let's say, behavioral patterns in reported Bigfoot sightings that might offer clues to their social structure or? How they live? Well, there's the uh, the the watchers. There's always that. Like there's um, you know, you'll be you, one will distract you at the rock throwing, mm-hmm. you know, and you'll see him and he'll walk in the trail and do the paddy film, and that's to, to get the rest of the clan back to where they came from. Mm-hmm. A lot of that. Uh, they'll follow the the strategy. I was told is to when you're on location where one might be around to you know, make a lot of noise. Don't try to treat it like you're hunting an animal. Yes. Make a lot of noise. Pr- pretend like you're just hanging out with your family and they'll come find you. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. They're, they're really curious. That seems to be, a, that seems to be a big theme is they're, they're really curious of people. That's why they come around. You know, you'll see the, the eye shine and the rocks th- gets thrown. Start making owl sounds. Woo, woo, woo. Coyotes. What do you think? Why are they curious? Do they want to get rid of us? Do you want to observe us if we are dangerous to them? Or what do you think? I think I think they're curious. I think they do think we're dangerous because they know our intentions kind of thing. Somewhere along those lines, I don't understand how, which I guess it's not meant for me to understand. But I think they know if the person comes in the woods and, you know, a hairless monkey's got a bang stick. I think they're not going to go mess with him. But if they see us walking through the woods and we got backpacks on and we're just talking, like, oh, what are they doing? They're not, they don't have a stick. They're just walking around. So they'll look at them. You know, you got the tree peakers. You always see the thermal. They're looking behind a tree. Yeah. A lot of thermal of that. I think, I think they're just curious like an animal at first or for the most part, but I think they do, they do kind of see us as a threat because they see what we did to our planet. Yeah. So they don't, <laughs> they know if, if, if one of them ever gets a foothold, which, which tells me a lot, either the government is keeping the ones that accidentally get shot or it just doesn't happen. And I, th- and I, I would think that if, when you hear about the Mount St. Helen thing with the, uh, the dead bodies on the mountain there, yes. the Bigfoot graves, I think when you hear about that, you think the government probably can, if somebody calls the game warden, Hey, I shot a monkey. The game warden is the hunting police. Basically. I don't know if you know what that is, but I think it probably gets swarmed. I think you probably get shut down pretty quick, but I don't know how often that happens. Probably not that often. Yeah, I always it's wonder. Tight lip. I always wonder if the government. I'm not sure if the government knows about the Bigfoots or the government is involved. I I really don't don't know. I'm not sure, but could be of course. And I always think, what might happen? I know everybody. Everybody wants to wants to find a Bigfoot. I. I want to know what what would happen if somebody really uh, will find a Bigfoot, M- maybe dead or alive, cornered or trapped, or like I said, dead. I wonder what would happen if somebody would ever find a Bigfoot. So that may be why so many people go missing on David Pilate's show. They may have found him, <laughs> hmm. cornered him. Do you think that? Uh, some of these uh, missing 411 cases are related to Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a, more than 
it probably maybe maybe not 100% one that did it but i think the same phenomenon that maybe they exist in uh fourth dimension i think it's related if not directly related mm-hmm. if not maybe they encountered one got ripped to shreds and got hidden but maybe the same skinwalker ranch kind of thing led to the, led to the disappearance like you saw the did you see the missing 411 ufo connection yes with the elk yeah i think a lot of that that was huge that was that was one of the better ones is there somebody out there who has a theory why people go missing related to bigfoot or ufos other than david pilates i don't think there's anybody bigger yeah i think he's it i think that's that's where you start it's i think the, the heavy work's already been done he's already gathered all the information and he did like a 100 hour documentary on youtube about bigfoot but i couldn't watch it all It is. It's like three, like fifty videos, three hours long. Damn, David. <laughs> <laughs> People got kids, man. We can yeah, damn, David. Calm down, man. What do you think uh, of all these footprints that have been found? That's some of uh, a few of them are very interesting. I think. Mm-hmm. I think those are those are probably the best evidence we have, and because uh, if we can't find a body and we can't, you know, capture one in a cage, we got a footprint that proved it had mass. Gravity affected it. And I think it's, I think the only reason we find them is because they have to, hmm. they can't not leave a footprint. I think that's, I think that's proof they're flesh and blood somehow, but they also, you'll see 10 or eight footprints and then they'll just disappear. Like where'd they go? Yeah. People find one fucking yeah. footprint, one, <laughs> and it's a right foot or a left foot, but no, no other foot. So that's strange, yeah. but that could be because we talked about it before. They appear and disappear uh, mm-hmm. somehow. Maybe. That's why I I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm really not sure. But it's think about the orb story I told where they appeared and then started crunching and then floated back up and stopped crunching. Yeah, I mean that it answers a lot of the questions just right there. But you can't prove it. Mm-hmm. But which is the the probably the worst part. You know, they're not going to pose for a video. Yeah, if you did, they're just going to mess your camera up. Not the George you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Walk away. Yeah. What do you think about other cryptids like? For example, Dogman. I didn't know Dogman was such a big thing over there where you at. I, I <laughs> yes, heard stories is. about the Dogman here in Germany, of course. But we don't have the Dogman here in Germany. I, I heard the stories here in Germany. And I I, I was hmm, giggling a little bit because I was thinking Dogman, man. It, it already sounds a little bit kinky. But then I had somebody on my show and he told me about Dogman and it, it was very very serious about it like mm-hmm. same as with bigfoot and he also uh, provided me a footprint of a dark man which also looked very interesting and it, he said man the, the dark man research is similar to the bigfoot research and i didn't know that <laughs> i was a little bit ashamed because i didn't know but um oh, what do you, think about you the gotta dark be man? in the dog man <laughs> that's that's the that's the new posh thing to do that's the cool kids on the block dog men <laughs> but we have a pretty famous dog man attack Just about three hours from here, uh, the probably the holy grail of dogman is land between the lakes attack. And I don't know much about it, and that's why I'm not going to give many details because if anybody dogman's watching this, they will go ape shit because dog, the dogman people are livid. I mean, it's worse. But basically, long story short, a long time ago, maybe the 40s, maybe the 60s, could have been the 80s, I don't know, a family was attacked and murdered in the land between the lakes and they never found them or found them. They found like what's the word lacerated, mutilated. Sounds like a song I'm writing lacerated, mutilated, but yeah, there was a, 
it was a pretty big deal. Like that's if anytime you talk to anybody about Dogman, they always go back to Land Between the Lakes. Damn. But and Jessica Jones, you know, you know her. She was a uh, her thing is they have armor on, like they've been in war. So I don't know. I don't. I don't get into. I haven't gone into it. It doesn't really spark my interest, like the Bigfoot thing does. But I think I would be just excited if they called a Dogman as I would if they called a Bigfoot. Like I'll jump on it quick. Like I'm ready to go. It just doesn't. Just doesn't like crank my tractor like the like the Bigfoot does. Yeah, that brings me back to the question, which I asked a few minutes before. I'm. I wonder what will happen if somebody's catching a dogman or or Bigfoot or is is the Wolfman or the dog and the dogman the same? I heard uh, <laughs> heard Linda Moulton Howe talking about a story and I think she referred to the Wolfman and he ran uh, beside uh, of a car and lurked into the window and and mm -hmm. the, the driver shot it and uh, it fell on the ground and then he drove uh, for a while and then he turned around to see if it's really dead and when he came back there was police already and some strange figures and uh, they seemed I don't know a little bit mad about mm -hmm. this thing being shot I don't know I don't remember the story but on Linda Moulton's How channel you can find it so I don't know it's Wolf yeah. I think she said Wolfman is Wolfman and Dogman the same or they may I think a lot, I think that particular genre is starting to like flesh itself out and find it's like the different, different, I guess, evidence yeah. and account and encounters. It's all starting to come together. Like, I don't know. I've heard it, their government uh, experiment going wrong. Hmm. Like they've seen them dog men out at a uh, skinwalker. I, it doesn't, it doesn't get me going as much as the other ones. Like I'll listen, like somebody says dog men, what are they saying? And then I'll move on. But, Yeah, that's I it's also more violent. Like it's never just like you see one and you don't. It's always like I see one and I chase the car and kill our chickens. Hmm. Haven't seen our dog in months, that kind of thing. It's never it's never peaceful. Yeah. No one ever leaves a dogman encounter like wanting to go get get Waffle House or anything. It's always bad. Yeah. I wonder what the government really knows about all these things, even mm -hmm. with the UFOs and, and stuff. So we have David Grush coming out with crazy stuff man saying that we found bodies and we found eagles mm -hmm. we have this and we have that but he just heard from somebody that heard and it's I don't know it's, it's starting to get a little bit frustrating mm, because there's no real proof we, have, we, all, we only have all these cool stuff that he's talking about but there's like I said there's no proof no, no nuts and bolts here um, and We already had that. People go crazy when I say that. When I say, yeah, we, we had Bob Lazar. We, we had other uh, whistleblowers coming out uh, mm -hmm. years before David Grush. And now that it's David Grush who was working for the government, everybody's going crazy. They, oh, he's mm -hmm. the real deal and this and that. Yeah. Bob Lazar also came up with very crazy stuff. Um, I don't know if there's some flesh to the bone, to be honest. I don't know how... I really like the Bob Lazar thing because of his story seems the most legit because he hasn't been killed. <laughs> But I've had a security clearance for a long time. Like, yeah. just like, not like Bob Lazar's. His was crazy. But usually if you tell what you saw like that, you go to jail. Like that's, you don't, you can't do that. That's the only part about these, these guys telling these tell all books. I'm like, you can't do that. That's illegal. And so I don't, I don't know if, 
maybe letting them letting them have their freedom is them trying to like invalidate uh because if you take bob lazar put him in a sack throw him in a van and take him away it means he was telling the truth and i think that the black ops guys play by a different set of rules the black programs i don't know i think if if, if the moment bob lazar came out and said it if they just never found him again they'd be like oh but if you let him prove himself incredulous incre- is that a word incredulous if you start start assaulting his character and make him seem kind of crazy, that's I'm not the first person to bring this up, but I do know from firsthand experience what happens when you possess that kind of clearance and you violate it. You don't get to just hang out and go on podcast, but at the same time, it may work differently with that particular kind of thing. Yes, I agree with you. And, mm-hmm. Do, do you? Have- Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton got to do twice as worse, and she got to run for president. So I don't know. It could just all be uh, case by case. <laughs> Everything is possible, man. Yeah. Do you do you have an, a personal UFO story to tell? Maybe an encounter or something like that. You want to know something? Yes. Yeah. But but not. It's not anything. It's going to sound kind of crazy, but there's a fellow that lives here just across in Georgia. His name's Les Durant, and he's big on the the uh, Stephen Greer stuff, CE5. Oh, CE5, yeah. And yeah, he's a really cool dude. I'll have to hook you up. I can't, he's going to be. I'm plan on doing like other shows with him like co-hosting and stuff because he's only like two hours away but he was telling about how to make like in the night about about the time it gets dark to concentrate and you can see stuff and i've tried it before and now every time i do it i see something less than a second but i see it like 100 hand on the bible see it like it's not my eyes playing tricks like you know you know when you see a shooting star you're like, oh what was that i'll see that but it was much it's much quicker And it's not a shooting star is burning out. When you see one, you know it's burning and it's disintegrating. But I'll see the flash like, like, and it's happened twice now in the last two or three months. And one happened last week. And I came back in, I messaged him and said, dude, I just did it. How can you decide between the shooting star and, yeah. Um, I don't, I can't, I can't, I can 100%, I can 100% say I saw something. Can't tell you what it was. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying when I asked for it within seconds, it happened. Okay. <laughs> Cause what's the word causality doesn't equal or yeah. commonality doesn't equal causality. All yes, I'm yes. saying is, and I was like, I was like, you go out there and all you do is kind of just concentrate and stare at the skies and just kind of repeat yourself. That's how I do it. Mm-hmm. That's how I pray too. I just repeat myself and concentrate. I'm like, Hey guys, uh, give me a sign. If you're there, give me a sign. If you're there and look like this, all of a sudden within like 10 seconds. Well, that's, But it wasn't like full on. It wasn't like I'm looking up and it happened in front of me. It happened. Uh, to an angle in between two clouds. And it was, there was an element that made it different than a shooting star. I can't describe it, but it was faster. It wasn't going down. It went across. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, like if you saw like a, if you had like some stock video of UFOs going, it'd be like that. And I've done that twice. What uh, do you think the, the con- is the connection between our, us wishing for them and they really appearing? So yeah. it means we are connected somehow. Somehow. I, I think it's, I kind of think that like, if you're open to it and have good intentions, they'll give you a little clues. Mm. And I kind of think I'm, I kind of think that I'm uh, just good intent and open enough. They give me like little, little, little pinches of salt on my, on my meal to satisfy it. And, it, and for me, it tells me like, I'll get that. I'm like, Oh, that was cool. I know that exists now. Shit. Yeah. What, what am I going to go do with that? But at the same time, like angel numbers are big for me. Like I started noticing I get seen a certain number and if I see a certain number enough times, I know something's going to happen that day. And 
I can't describe that either. And I've, I've tested it several times and it's always on the money. Yeah. I'll get it. Those things are wild. I'm not into angel numbers, something like that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not into number. I wasn't either. <laughs> but, was um, like, there are certain numbers that appear all the time. Mm-hmm. Like the 93. I have a tattoo on my, on my throat, but um, it's not because of that. But the 93 appears all throughout the day for me. Like, yeah. I take, I take a look at my cell phone at work and it, and it says 93% battery, something like that. Or I don't know. It's same. crazy. Same. Yeah. That's an angel number. I mean, that's what it, basically what they are. You have, have you looked up what it meant? I mean, there's tons of websites about it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's what I did. And it started, and, it, and the fact that when it started happening, it started, it, was, it replied like 100% to my situation. You'll take that 93 and, and sometimes you'll see like 93.1, 93.2. And and you look at what that means, and it's like that plus something else. And you're like, man, it's weird. Yeah. Okay. That's the most woo-woo thing I got, but it's daggum, it's reliable. Like I don't, I'm like, I try not to rely on it like financially, but I've tested it with stuff like, is this going to happen? And then I get those signs, and I'm like, okay, and it does. It's effective. Like I've never been let down by by the. Any anytime I put my trust in them, I'm always it's always validated. Now sometimes I don't put my trust in it because I don't want to risk it. But I've never been let down. Like, like lost a bet. I, I don't. I don't like gamble or anything based on it. <laughs> like, yeah. Should I go in here to this job interview? I'll get it. I will see. I will go check and see what the ninety three could mean. That's interesting. I need to check. Surprise! You haven't, because because the way you described it is exactly what happens to me. You know mine. what? I'm a skeptic. I'm a complete skeptic uh, when it comes to all that stuff. I had. And I told the story a million times before, but you haven't heard it, so I will tell it again. I have seen a, since we talked about UFOs a few minutes ago, I've seen a UFO myself, and I was with two friends back then, and back then I was 16 years old. I was only 16. Now I'm 43. And it was 1996, and we have seen this, um, to make a long story short, we have seen this triangle-shaped yeah, flying object in the sky with a light in the middle and mm-hmm. it just stood there not moving at all and suddenly it make uh like a like a like a movement like and within a second it moved mm-hmm. so crazy fast like a z or something like that and uh, or like a flash i don't know if you how, how you would describe it but it moved so fast and then it stood there again like not moving at all And then it mm-hmm. made, made another movement from right to left, like, <laughs> and then we ran away. We ran away, ran inside the house, closed the windows, closed the doors, closed everything. We didn't even watch out, uh, look out the window anymore because we were <laughs> scared, man. And it was a triangle. It was, yeah, it was a triangle. You saw the classic. Yeah. Some people call it TR3B or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, it was a triangle and it was clear. It was bigger than a bigger than a plane. If you when you see a plane flying by, it was much bigger than a plane, and yeah, we could see it was a triangle with a light in the middle, and I think this is what triggered my interest back then. Mm-hmm. And I'm hooked. That's in. like a good claim to fame. Yeah, everybody sees a triangle. Yeah, crazy. I I'm not saying it was aliens. Maybe it was some weird totally technology, aliens. or I don't know. But it was strange. That's a big deal. That's a, a lot of people base their whole little career on the same one triangle. Yeah. 
<laughs> There's several people. That's all they talk about. They're one triangle sighting. Yeah. No, like I said, I'm. I try not to think about it too much because I don't know what it was. I will never find out, find out what it was. So makes no sense breaking my head over it. But yeah, like I said, it was very interesting. The best thing it could have been is just secret technology. That's the craziest part. Yeah, it, may, it might <laughs> might have been secret technology. But what's strange is where I've seen it. It was, I told you before we started recording, I told you where I live. I live in a very small village and I used to live there back then already. And uh, it's like a 300 souls village, like only 300 people or so. Mm -hmm. And there uh, is a little airport, a very, very little airport where these small uh, airplanes start. And um, so no, not, not a big airport as you, as, as you might know them. And I don't think something like that started there. No, <laughs> I do not think it started there. Not doing, not doing that. No, not doing that. That's um, exact. Many years later, many years after that encounter, somebody contacted me, and I had this podcast already. Somebody called me and said, "Hey, I live uh, thirty or forty minutes from where you at, and in the summer of '96, I have seen the same thing, like close to your location." Mm -hmm. And I think, wow, I said, wow, that's great, man. Maybe we've, we've, we have seen the same, the same object. Interesting. And he described the same thing, a triangle with a light in the middle. That was very cool to hear. Yeah. There is a lot of uh, USA military ops over there. So you never know. Yeah. You never know. NATO. NATO, or yeah. It was, or it was aliens. <laughs> or it was aliens. My like I said, everything is possible, man. I, I really don't know. I'm a skeptic, <laughs> but I think everything is possible. I'm open for every theory. I'm open for the aliens and open open for the multidimensional stuff. And I'm, yeah, I don't know. Multiverse, everything is possible. I get I get really skeptical on the abduction stories if they get too crazy. Uh, let me interrupt you right here. I'm sorry. I was the same many years back. I was the same. And I was not interested at, at all in all these abduction stories because a lot of them sounded very, very strange. Let's put it this way to me. It doesn't apply to Calvin Parker. I believe him. Since I talked to him, I do believe his story, yeah. Since I talked to him uh, from face to face, um, I, I yeah, I believe him. He's, uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. And the way he presented his story, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think I believe him. But I heard. Have stories. you heard the? Yeah, go on. Uh, so have you heard the part two to that? How the lady came forward years later, saying she saw the same light. Yeah. From down the river. Yeah. That was wild. That was like, oh my gosh, that's validation there. Yeah. Have you heard about the uh, case in uh, in uh, Ruva, Zimbabwe? It's a very famous UFO case. Oh, uh, the kids. The aerial school incident. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've met of one of these kids. I've met him at a convention. His name is Francis. And um, I've talked to him about uh, the encounter. He's a grown up, grown man now, of course. Mm -hmm. And he told me everything he, he remembered about this case. And I talked to him, like I said, face to face. We had a few beers together. And we talked and we talked and he told me the story. And after that, I said, I I do believe this man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I, I You have to believe him. He... I, I definitely believe it happened. Yeah. 
I'll tell you something funny about that case though. When you when you read it, like what happened? You know what happened? Like it happened outside of school. They all run out. Ooh, and he's like, "Eat your vegetables, kids!" And he hauls ass. <laughs> and he's like, "Save the planet." That's what. It's, have you ever seen like movies like where uh, somebody's robbing a house and a kid sees it or robbing somebody and the and the burglar's like empathetic to the child, so he's like, "Never do this, kid. Stay in school." Yes, <laughs> and gives them like a piece of candy or something. He gives the kid like a, a sack of bills. That's what it was like. Yeah, it's like, save your planet, kids. Get the-. and he's like an international criminal, an intergalactic criminal on the run that crashed and stole a car. <laughs> that's what that's what it reminds me of. I'm telling you, when you read it, when you read it and take out the whole, because they try to kind of hand jam some environmental stuff into it a little bit, but it, it sounds like just like the Kevin Costner movie where he like got shot after he kidnapped a kid and he befriended him. Like, you'll 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 stay in school. Don't eat your vegetables. But. If you think about it, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it seems um, logical. Because it is, it's very logical. If you're, if you're a alien being trying to save this fucking planet from, mm-hmm. I don't know, everything that happens here, whom do you talk to? You don't go to uh, the White House and tell the president uh, or the presidents from other countries yeah. who are raging, raging war against each other. You're not telling them, please don't destroy the planet and please don't do this and don't do that. You go to, mm-hmm. to the youngest ones and uh, try to educate them, um, may, leave an impression on them and they will, and they remembered for they, for throughout their life, mm-hmm. what happened to them and they remembered uh, the message. So it makes perfectly sense to me, even though it sounds funny. I, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It just the 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 way it reads kind of sounds like that. Yeah, <laughs> like a little kid walks down and sees Santa Claus. <laughs> like, go back to bed. Shut up. Because you said Santa Claus, I talked to this guy. He was from Germany. Here, he was on my podcast, and he's this big, but very shy guy. He's like his voice, like, mm-hmm. wah, 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 wah. and he said. I have a story to tell, and it was when I back when I was a kid from all, I think he was seven years old. His parents uh, sent him outside to bring the trash outside to the big trash can in front of the house, and um, <laughs> he said, "You you never believe what happened. Please don't laugh." He said. He said, "I saw Santa Claus standing in front of the big trash can, and he was just standing there with a strange look on his face, and then he pointed to the sky." And I was looking to the sky, and I in the, in the sky I saw a ball of light. And this ball of light moved a little bit, and then it separated and became two balls of light. And then it, I think it went uh, back together in, into one ball of light. I don't know. And from that day on, he started to have um, encounters. He got visits in his bedroom from strange beings like. One, he said one time it was it was penguins. It sounds he said, man, I know it sounds funny, but I was a kid back then. It was penguins, and the older he got, the more they changed into. In the end, they were gray aliens standing around his bed. You know what? And I said, man, it's, your story is very funny because he talked about other uh, fantasy beings too. He seen mm-hmm. like like uh, deers, like from a Disney movie or like fantasy figures and in the end it was only gray aliens for many years and i said maybe because you were a kid they um shown themselves as these 
non-threatening, yeah. like, like spoon-fed it, spoon-fed it a little. Yeah, spoon-fed him a little bit. Like, like don't they want to? Didn't want to scare him. I don't know if something like that is could be could be real, but this is what he told me, and it was a very interesting story. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's so few and far between that it sounds crazy, but you never know how many times they've tried to do it. Yeah. And, and and it's never took like you didn't see Santa Claus by the trash can. Get in here. <laughs> or the kid runs away. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'd run away if I saw Santa Claus by the trash can. Uh, I never liked I used to Santa be scared Claus. To death. I used to be scared to death of Santa Claus. I never liked this guy. Um before we uh, end this here, what is your opinion on the cattle mutilations? Uh that's Milab. Hmm. That's uh, that's military stuff. Really? I just I just don't Preston Dennis think it is too, doesn't he? Yeah. That's what he kind of taught he kind of taught me into that. He Preston uh you've had him on, right? Have you talked Have you talked to Preston yes. on your podcast? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't remember if we But yeah, he was uh his Milab theory really opens your eyes to some stuff. Like the bad stuff is the government trying to experiment what they can do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I think it I it could it could definitely be aliens. I mean, but I, the way that it happens, like why would an alien do that to a cow? <laughs> unless they took it unless they took it up and did it and sent it back down. I don't know why they would go around shooting them with the laser. Mm. But you know they, what they'd they they'd already test their equipment. The, the military is one that would test it on a cow. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that sounds that's an interesting theory. But I think hmm, we have a German researcher, and I think he might be the only one here in Germany who is dealing with this kind of topic. And uh, he said there's also cases in Germany where that happened. And he talked about these cows. Um, you and you know it. There's no blood around this cow. Mm-hmm. There's no blood inside these cows and or these cattle's. And sometimes there's a little bit of a little, a few droplets of blood left in in one of the heart chambers, but there's no uh, stress hormones in this in this blood. Mm-hmm. So that means they didn't see it coming because a cow, if a cow senses danger, it runs away, and there's. Mm-hmm. Body is producing stress hormones, but there's no stress hormones in this in this blood, and this is crazy. And sometimes the organs are are missing. You know that. And mm-hmm. uh, this guy said um, they found a uh, very small hole in the in the hoof of the of the cow, and no other holes in the body. A very small hole in the hoof of the cow, but there were no organs inside. So he said um, he think that the organs must have been taken out through this little hole. I don't know. I don't know how this could be possible. Yeah, that, I've heard about the whole thing too. Like, is it, uh, is it like the, their clandestine or I don't know, like a dissection, like the, like the, what's um, the Egyptians with the, yeah. with the nose thing, but much more technologically advanced, of course. Hmm. Or maybe, Something was injected into mm-hmm. this cow, and the organs they somehow disintegrated or something like that, or or turned into liquid and was sucked out, or I don't know, man, I really don't know. But it's strange with these uh, cattle mutilations. Very strange. They always take the cheeks, the the flesh from the cheeks and the tongue and the eyes, or or the genitals, and I don't know what you what you're gonna do with this stuff. It, 
That's that's what screams government is because like why would they do it? What's the alien going to do with it? Yeah. Unless it's just like a science experiment they practice on. Hmm. Strange. High strangeness, man. High strangeness. But it is, and it's all linked together. It all seems to be dominoes that fall on each other when you start looking into it. Yes. It was a great uh, talk, Bob. Thank you for that. It really Quite was. Interesting. Really was. And I and I hope we can uh, do this again. Yeah. Um, I'll send some people your way. You need to talk to Les Durant, though. He's a good one. The CE five guy. He was a. He was. He's pretty cool. Oh yeah, that would be it, cool. I'm telling you, when I start doing that out there talking to the sky, it feels weird, but it always happens within the first minute or not at all. Like so, you'll see something. I don't know. Maybe they triggered the shooting star. I, it may just be coincidence, but I don't remember shooting stars being that frequent. Yes. There's <laughs> like one a night, maybe. I will have a look into that too. But that, that one I saw the other night, that was the craziest one. Like if I had to put all my chips on one of those, I've only done it like three times. That one was crazy. That one was in between two clouds, like a flash, and it wasn't wasn't like burning out. It was, and it was brighter than usual. Hmm. Who knows what's out there, man? It looked like when the, the Enterprise goes and hmm. bursts away, kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, let's end it right here, Bob. Thank you oh, so yeah. much. Thank you so much, people. The cryptid, the caffeinated cryptid podcast. Caffeinated not, cryptid. On, not only the cryptid podcast, the caffeinated cryptid podcast. I it's it. available on Spotify. Are you on YouTube too, Bob? Mm -hmm. Yeah. BobbyDizzle.com on my little right here. on I'm, Like you can see my mouse, but on the bottom of my thing there, BobbyDizzle.com. Uh, you see it. Yeah. yeah everything's there. <laughs> yeah. I will put a link in the description, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, because I'm, on, I'm on all the things that. On four or five podcast apps I've never heard of. <laughs> I'm like, when did I get put on that? I just link you up. Okay. But yeah, that's it. BobbyDizzle.com. BobbyDizzle.com. Okay, Bob, please stay with me for two more minutes, okay? All right. <laughs>